0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Lafayette, Louisiana with Toby DeRay of CajunTraveler.net. Toby was born and raised just 25 miles away, and he came to Lafayette for the food, the music, the people, and a great job at the university. In this episode, Toby takes us into Cajun country for a swamp boat tour, to eat delicious gumbo, and to attend the Festival International, the largest international music and arts festival in the U.S. You have these three fun stories and so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Lafayette. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use Award Wallet to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to weTravelThere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey Toby, welcome to the show, bud.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: So, today we're talking about Lafayette. It's a city that's in Louisiana, a couple of hours outside of New Orleans. We're actually going to be having an event there for people who are listening right away called TBEX. So, I'm really interested in hearing all about the city and all the fun things to do there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, about a two hour and a 15 minute drive from New Orleans, west of New Orleans. And um, I actually grew up about 25 miles north of Lafayette, a small town of less than 20,000 people called Opelousas, but I've lived in Lafayette other than graduate school for the past 25 years. So what brought you to the city? My uh, undergraduate degree, the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, is where I I received my undergraduate degree. Also, if you wanted to go to a shopping mall as a kid or if you wanted to do basically anything outside of a tiny, uh, small South Louisiana town, Lafayette is uh, basically the university, and there was a lot more things to do, even as a kid, and it's grown tremendously since then. But after I finished my PhD, uh, so I did my master's and my doctorate out of town, and then I immediately, my first job was in Lafayette at the university where I received my undergraduate degree, and I've lived here ever since, Um, so I've been teaching for 18 years at the university.
0: That's really cool to kind of come full circle like that, starting your you know, your adult life at the college, going off to, to get your other degrees, and then coming back to teach at that same college.
1: The timing was unbelievable because they were looking for someone to start an athletic training education program, which is what my field was. And so it was a brand new program. They tried to hire someone the year before I finished my doctorate and they passed up, and then the following year, they offered my roommate in my in doctoral school the job. He turned it down, and then I slid in. It was like a miracle, you know, to have uh, <laughs> that happen. at that. The timing was just incredible.
0: Well, that's so cool, and especially, like you said, that since you've been there for so many years now, just seeing the transformation of the city and how much it's progressed over the last couple of decades, I, I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, the culture has been around for a very, very long time, but the popularity and of the tourism and the things that, particularly in the last decade, it's it's really, really exploded. And so I was a little surprised, but not so surprised that TBEX you know decided to host Lafayette. Anthony Bourdain has been here twice in the last five years. We have the only Popeyes buffet in the world. Popeye's is a New Orleans fast food fried chicken place, and there's a rumor that he ate here three times within a week <laughs> when he was here in Lafayette for the second time. And the festivals, we have a huge festival in April um, with three to four hundred thousand people come over the weekend to a town of population of about one hundred and fifty thousand for a free live music international music festival. It's called Festival International, and it's always in in uh, the end of April and so that has really done a lot to attract people from all over the world but then again we have it seems like we have a festival just about every weekend and sometimes two or three going on at the same time so you literally have to choose which of these smaller festivals to attend
0: well for sure then obviously of course there's mardi gras
1: mardi gras is a big deal and most people don't understand that there's different types of mardi gras so The big New Orleans Mardi Gras is with the beads and the floats. And the people on the floats, they dress up and throw beads to the crowd. We do the same thing in downtown Lafayette. And it's starting to get bigger and bigger every year. Mardi Gras lasts about a month in New Orleans. It lasts four days in Lafayette. But then when you travel 15, 20 miles outside of Lafayette on Tuesday, we have a completely different Mardi Gras where actually in some of these festivals, you know, beads are not allowed. They actually tell you to make you turn around and go home. If you're wearing, you know, Mardi Gras beads, you you actually dress up. And so uh, you're part of the Mardi Gras and you dress up in this crazy costume, start at seven in the morning. All you eat is boudin all day. Most people drink most of the day and walk through this town, chase chickens. <laughs> and then at the end, it's tradition to eat a gumbo. And so at around 2 or 3 in the afternoon, it ends. And there are several small towns. And that was one of the big reasons why Bourdain came back the second time uh, was he promised uh, you know, all the people that he would come and do a traditional Mardi Gras run, it's called.
0: That's really cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, like you said, there's festivals that happen all the time. When people are thinking of coming out there to Lafayette, aside from the festivals, obviously they're thinking about weather and they're thinking about the South and how it could be hot and humid or anything like that. What's the best time to visit?
1: The best times to visit would be October and April. And the reason I say that because I do have an Airbnb management company, so I manage uh, my house as a mini hostel. And so those are our busiest years. If you just look at you know the spreadsheets for my business it's incredible how much more activity is going on in those two months okay uh, one of the main reasons in April not only is it uh, those two months we have the best weather but also we have the festival international which also one of the weekends of Jazz Fest in New Orleans it coincides uh, with festival international so also there are some other smaller festivals in April in October, we have two of my favorite festivals, one being uh, the Black Pot Festival, which is a cook-off and a camping festival. And you have a wide variety of different types of music. And that's always the last weekend or second to last weekend, October. But then TBEX also strategically placed its conference just days before it's right in the middle of October over the, the largest Cajun and Zodico music festival in the world, the original Cajun and Zodico musical festival, which is Festivals of Cadillac. And so those two festivals are literally a couple of weeks apart. And again, it's the the best weather. Um, it's extremely hot here in the summer, extremely humid. It doesn't stop people from having a good time and doing things. But really, those two months are are where... Uh, we see the best uh, weather again. Christmas Day it was uh, right around high 70s, maybe even low 80s here. Just this past couple of days. So, and then um, a few days from now it may drop to 20. So we essentially have cold fronts and summer weather throughout the winter time here.
0: Yeah, I'm getting used to that. Uh, that's Southern U.S. W- uh, winter time. You know, it, it can be really nice and and wearing shorts one day, then wearing your thick uh, parker the next.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> okay, so you've been been in Lafayette a couple of decades now. If you had to describe the, the city and like or the people like in one or two words, how would you do that? Friendly
1: and festive.
0: Okay, all right. So if, if people are planning to come, obviously now we know kind of like April and October like they're really the best type of months to come. If they're coming into Lafayette, is there an airport that's local there, or what's the best way to get there?
1: We have it, a regional airport. Um, so we have United, Delta, and American Airlines, and We are right now in limbo. Um, We had Frontier Airlines, which was huge for me because we had direct flights to Orlando, to and from Orlando and to and from Denver. They put a hold on that throughout the winter, um, but there's rumors that they're going to come back. But the three major airlines are here. If you want to fly internationally uh, into an international airport, New Orleans has the Louis Armstrong International Airport and just about every international airline. And then you can rent a car or take a bus or a train from New Orleans to Lafayette. takes about two hours, two hours, 15 minutes to drive. There are two routes, Interstate 10. I recommend uh, Highway 90 also because you can stop off at one of the biggest tourist destinations in Avery Island, which is about an hour outside of Lafayette if you take uh, the 90 route. And it's the Tabasco sauce plant. So I've been all over the world where I've seen Tabasco in Thailand, in Belgium, in Uruguay. They put it on their pizza Every just about everywhere I've ever been in the most remote places I've seen Tabasco. And it's really strange to see that because uh, as a kid, we have Tabasco as it's the same. It's on the, all the restaurant tables here, <laughs> yeah. and the plant is about an hour away. The, the McElhaney's Tabasco plant. And you can take a tour. They give you samples. There's a place where you can do bird watching, and, and so it's, a, it's called Avery Island, Louisiana. And so that's a better route. It's a little bit longer, but maybe 10 or 15 minutes longer. That's the route that I, I, I tell everyone to take.
0: Right on. Okay, so I say they're flying into Lafayette. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they get there, what's the best way to get around town? Do they rent a car, public transportation, Uber? What's the best way?
1: Uh, The Ubers are pretty good as far as they're pretty reliable. I highly recommend Ubers over the local taxi company. It's one of the reasons why Uber exploded so fast here. There were some other bigger cities in the United States that didn't have Uber yet. And so we have Uber and Lyft and it's pretty dependable. Lafayette is not big, so you don't have to worry about spending a ton of money on Ubers. Everything is really concentrated and close. Like I said, there's only 150,000 residents here, so it's it's not super spread out. Now, if you're going to want to visit places like uh, do some swamp tours and things like that. They're out in Henderson. And I mean, you're, we're talking about, you know, 15 minutes. If you're going to stay here a week yeah sure. I mean, maybe it's a it's a good idea to make Lafayette your base, stay in an Airbnb here or a hotel here in Lafayette, and then rent a car, okay. so if you're planning on going out to St. Martinville, which is a cool place to visit a little town called Orneville, where we have one of the more popular breweries and they have a brewery tour. it's called l a thirty one named after louisiana H- highway thirty one and so those types of things, if you're going to be here a week, you know, then yeah, I'd recommend uh, renting a car. We have just about every uh, rental car service in the Lafayette Airport.
0: Okay, that's really good to know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's one of those things where you hang out in town, kind of explore everything in the, the Lafayette area, and then a couple of days, maybe you rent a car to go do some of these things that are outside of the city limits. Uh, that way, you don't have to worry about you know long Uber rides, and then basically. Turn in your car, then uh, and then take off.
1: Yeah, exactly. So an- another thing that I started doing six or seven years ago was is renting out my car through a site called Toro, uh, and I have a little smart car. And I used to have a Jeep, and I used to rent that out. But I've rented cars for as low as twenty five dollars a day. But you know, I was there the other day, and the cheapest compact car they had was like eighty dollars a day. Ouch! So you know that is something to think about if you're going to rent. I would look ahead of time especially if you're going from New Orleans and you're coming here and you're flying in and out of New Orleans and you're going to stop at the Tabasco plant. So you, that's something you have to think about as well. It's probably, it may be cheaper depending on uh, when you're here uh, to rent the car at the New Orleans airport if you're planning on going to New Orleans anyway. Okay. The other option too is now there are about 10 cars on Turo here in Lafayette, so it's picked up in popularity. So those are some other options, but taxi cab, city bus, do not recommend.
0: Okay, cool. So when you're thinking of where to stay in in town, is there a certain part of town that is better or maybe that you should kind of skip and not stay there?
1: You know, the city center, you don't hear people call the city center in every country that I've been to, you know, it's always, you know, there's the city center and some people we call it. Well, I guess a lot of places in the United States, we call it downtown. And so the downtown area is absolutely where you want to be. All of my Airbnbs um, are on, we list them on our website, Cajunhostel.com. Even though it's called Cajun Hostel, uh, they're literally mostly private houses. You have the option. And all of my Airbnbs are downtown. So that's just a little plug for my business. But we do have one hotel that's in the downtown area called The Juliet, and it's really nice. And it's on Jefferson Street. So Jefferson Street is the main street that runs directly through downtown. So where the festivals are, where we literally have just about every chain restaurant you can imagine in the city of Lafayette. Well, they're all on the south side of town. But downtown, we have a subway. And that's about all I can think of. All of the restaurants on Jefferson Street and there's well over a dozen of them. Restaurants and bars and live music venues uh, are all locally owned, and they're all original. And so that's what's one of the great things about being downtown. Um, T-Bex is going to be two miles, the ho- the official hotel at the convention center in the Cajun Dome. It's the Marriott, if I'm not mistaken. It's It's about two miles from downtown. Okay. So that's probably the closest other hotel other than the Juliet. But again, also, like I said, we offer bunk beds and dorm rooms. We also offer private rooms with shared bathrooms, and you can rent a three-bedroom house. Uh, The most popular uh, Airbnbs that I have, I have four studio apartments. So there's these little 400-square-foot apartments with kitchen and parking and and everything uh, for two to three people. Uh, and so that's an option as well that we have
0: absolutely. So, well, before we run out of time, we want to talk about some of the things to do in the the town as well as some of the places that you recommend to eat while we're there. We talked a little bit earlier about uh, like swamp tours and the Tabasco tour and the brewery LA 31. What are some of the Mm -hmm. other things that people do when they come visit Lafayette?
1: On Jefferson Street, we have uh, a great place if you're looking for souvenirs, it's called Parish Inc., it's where uh, a lot of local businesses make their T-shirts, but they also have their own unique T-shirt designs. They have Cajun flags. It's just a great – to their stickers and patches and clothes for one- and two-year-olds uh, uh, with little, these little Cajun sayings on them. It's very <laughs> unique. called Parish Inc. It's a great souvenir shop. We do have a, a unique place, which is uh, started in New Orleans. It's the only other location is, is is here in downtown Lafayette. Now it's called Rock and Bowl. So you literally have a bowling alley with lanes on either side of a dance floor. And then so it's a live music venue slash bowling alley. Again, it's called Rock and Bowl and it's on Jefferson Street. Uh, we have some of the The best coffee around because the coffee shop downtown that we have is called Rev Coffee Roasters. They actually roast the beans inside the coffee shop and he imports beans from all over the world. The place is always packed. We have a Carpe Diem, a gelato shop, gelato and coffee shop. And so that's pretty interesting. Uh, We have a Spanish tapas uh, restaurant that's outstanding called Pamplona. Uh, We have one of the best pizza restaurants. Probably in the south, in in Louisiana, right now, it's a wood oven pizza place. I know you uh, mentioned that you really like pepperoni pizza. Uh, central Pizza, and if you're here, you want to try the Polly, uh, which is pepperoni and honey. One of the we have a place called Pops Po' Boys on Jefferson Street. So po' boys are a big thing. The po' boy sandwiches. Other places might call them subs, uh, but we call them po' boys, and we stuff them with things like fried shrimp, crawfish and ham and roast beef. Uh, And so Pops is a very popular place as well. We have a, a taco place that just recently opened this year called Tula Tacos. So those are some different places that are not Cajun. I talk about this in my last blog post is, if you wanna eat Cajun food, one thing that you eat here that people don't eat really anywhere else in the world, we have these things called plate lunches. And the plate lunches typically consist of rice and gravy. There's a place in Bro Bridge, Louisiana, which is right outside of Lafayette, probably a 15-minute drive or less. That uh, place is called Glenda's. That's the place that Anthony Bourdain visited. But if you want to go to a place that's very, very similar, right near downtown, two minutes from downtown, there's a place called Laura's 2, which is one of my favorites, and you eat rice and gravy. And so rice and gravy, it's a African soul food mixed with... Cajun flair, I guess you could say, and it's usually a meat dish, pork, chicken, or beef, or seafood. The gravy from those meats or seafood is smothered over rice. And then you have side dishes, vegetables like green beans or peas or potato salad. And that's called a plate lunch. And it's typically, it's a lunch thing. I also mentioned we only have the only Popeye's buffet in the world. And then in the evening, you have more of your Cajun restaurants, your typical Cajun restaurants. The Blue Dog Cafe, Prejeans, uh, and there's a Don's uh, Seafood on Johnston Street. Those are three of my favorites where you can actually uh, go and eat things like fried alligator. Don's Seafood on Johnston does char grilled oysters, so they grill oysters on a grill in a glass case right in front of you inside the bar. And then one more thing I have to mention is that our staple dishes, other than the plate lunches, are really gumbo, boiled crawfish, boudin, and cracklin. These are typically at meat shops where they sell raw meat and seafood sometimes. But uh, the boudin capital of the world is in a town called Scott, Louisiana, which is literally five miles outside of Lafayette. And they're the big three, the best stop, Don's and Billy's. Those are places that are uh, one of the reasons why Scott was named uh, officially the Boudin capital of the world. All three of those restaurants or meat shops are great to stop in. And just about anywhere you get Boudin, you can also get Cracklin. So what is Boudin? Okay, so Boudin, we typically describe it as a rice sausage. You don't want to tell a Cajun person that... <laughs> yeah, Boudin is sausage because it's not it's very similar to the makeup of sausage. However, it has rice in it and it's steamed. Most people you can eat the casing, most some people do, some people don't. But instead of it being smoked or heavily smoked or grilled like you would with sausage on a grill, you can grill Boudin, but it's traditionally made it's it's steamed. You you cook it in a rice cooker. Oh. And then um I actually sent you a picture, email you a picture right before of me making some Boudin. It was on. Actually, the only time in my life I've ever got the chance to make it, even though I've eaten it millions of times. And it's, it's spicy. It can be pretty spicy, just like most things here are. The rice and the pork, and it's uh, a number a liver, so there's a lot of different parts of the pig that are ground up in there uh-huh. with you know onions and bell peppers and Cajun spices like red pepper and cayenne and uh, salt and black pepper all mixed together. And then it's put inside a casing and steamed. Wow! Um, and then cracklin is a is basically pig fat fried in pig fat, deep fried.
0: <laughs> that's like that's like meta. <laughs> yeah,
1: and covered in seasoning, covered in those same Cajun seasonings.
0: Wow, I'm, I'm sure that's really good. So, like, yeah. if it, if the listeners haven't had food before this, they're gonna be just like mouth watering, starving right now after after hearing everything that you're talking about.
1: Oh yeah, and then we, you know, the gumbo is probably my fa- is good my definitely my favorite thing to cook, which is an African dish. It's an African based uh, soup that's served over rice, a spicy soup, uh, and you can make it with chicken and sausage or with seafood. You have to be very leery because a lot of people I like to say they're listening to this. We're I know we're running out of time. We didn't even get to talk about the music, but because that's a big part as well. But yeah, that you have to be leery about going anywhere 30 or 40 miles east, west, or north of Lafayette, when you see Cajun food or even Cajun music, the authenticity can be a little bit shady. And so you really have to come and visit in Lafayette or in and around Lafayette to get the authentic stuff.
0: Well, absolutely. We definitely want that authentic experience. And it's mm-hmm. been awesome hearing about all this food, but we're definitely out of time. Let's get into the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in Lafayette, where should they go and where where should they eat?
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) You put me on the spot here because I know most of the people that (laughs) own these restaurants. And so, um, you know, I would recommend a plate lunch. And then, like I said, you're going to be downtown. My two probably favorites are Laura's two eating a plate lunch there or a place called Creole Lunch House. Those are my two favorite plate lunches. But again, like I said, I could go on with a list of probably about 20 more. And a lot of these people, like I said, I see them very often. But yeah, you get you you know, some type of rice and gravy. If whether your favorite is chicken, pork or beef, you can usually choose or even seafood and just get you a rice and gravy
0: plate lunch uh, at one of the local places for lunch. That sounds absolutely delicious. Like you said, you've lived here about almost two decades. What's mm-hmm. one of your most memorable stories of Lafayette?
1: As far as personally, you know, I'm just thinking most recently, my childhood friend who left for Los Angeles whenever he um, was, we were in the seventh or eighth grade and we still keep in touch. And he's lived in L.A. ever since then. And so he brought his family, his wife and his kid down for Festival International for his birthday. And so this is just a recent thing that's happened. And so it was great to uh, have him back here. He's been back once or twice, but like he actually brought got to bring his family during the most popular time of the year, and he, you know, he got to his son to was able to experience where his dad actually grew up for the first uh, 12 or 13 years of his life, and so that was pretty great. Um, I also had a company that uh, a few years back that promoted live music. Uh, events and ran a live music venue and so I've actually got to book and meet some of my favorite musicians even growing up and and personally meet these people during random events but those were probably some of the most recent highlights that I can remember
0: absolutely I mean it's really cool that your your friend was able to kind of like pass down those traditions almost to the next generation that's really cool maybe mm-hmm. maybe he'll come back more often
1: And and, I'm, I, and I visit him every three or four years Yeah, it was just the Festival International. There's nothing like the environment. There's nothing like, you know, the excitement that goes on with having so many people uh, here for a free festival. And you have a mix of the international music. And then you have the Cajun. Um, Now, Festival of is going to be also probably the second. It is the second largest festival. And we have Cajun and Zodico music there the whole weekend during October with a bunch of Cajun food vendors. And it's just literally days of Cajun and Zotico dancing and music, and then it spills out into the dance clubs after the, the festival is over with. Um, so it's going to be an
0: incredible time for the for the TBEX guests to be here. For sure.
1: Well, thinking of that, think of like all those
0: happy times. Where's the happiest happy hour in Lafayette?
1: Lafayette, alcohol and drinking are a big part of our culture, <laughs> and so. One of the cool spots is uh, there's a place I would have to say right now if the weather is nice there's an outdoor venue called the Worst Beer Garden. They only serve beer and wine and it's basically a storage container that they turn into a German style beer garden. And so it's local beers, it's not like the big mugs of German beer like German Fest and you can sit outside. And so I think that's probably one of the more popular places downtown for that type of happy hour. Again, there are 20 plus bars and restaurants just on Jefferson Street alone. So there are some other places. Also, uh, a popular place with friends of mine is the Spanish topless place called Pamplona. And, and they'll have, they have wines, many different.
0: So if you're a wine person as well,
1: uh, that's a great place to stop in for some uh, Spanish wines.
0: Right on. Yeah, it all sounds good to me. So one thing I always like to do whenever I travel is, uh, is have pepperoni pizza at the local spot. Where's the best place for pizza in Lafayette?
1: So for years, uh, again, this is so close to home and I have to be careful. <laughs> but for years, my favorite was Pizza Village, which is a thin cracker crust type pizza. There are two locations in Lafayette. However, one of my closest and dearest friends just recently opened, because I've been I've lived in Italy for eight weeks, and so I've eaten Italian, real Italian pizza. And so original brick oven pizza, Central Pizza, and I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, Central Pizza has a pepperoni and honey pizza called the Pauli. And so, and it's on Jefferson Street. Those would be. It's it's just a struggle between the top two from my the traditional one, and then this most recent one, and it's wildly popular. Right on. And he has a taco new taco shop just a few doors down.
0: I'm gonna bite the bullet, I'll just have to try both of them. You know? So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right on. Like you travel a lot. I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your best travel tip?
1: One of my best travel tips, I think, is to. Really spend some time uh, researching your accommodation. And and I get asked this all the time. If you're going somewhere for a week or even 10, 12 days, have all of your hotels booked ahead of time. If you're going somewhere for a month or two months or three months, book the first three nights (laughs) and maybe you're one or two nights in a hotel the night before you travel home to get some good rest. Because I, I do budget traveling, I sleep in hostels, I still sleep sometimes in bunk beds, usually private rooms. But, you know, I'll get on booking.com is what I mainly use now, because you can book hotels, guest houses, uh, which are traditionally what's on Airbnb is what I meant by that. And you can book, and you know, some non-traditional types of places to stay. That would be my biggest travel tip is that you know, you don't. If you only have ten or twelve days, or a week, or less, you know, you don't want to spend half your time trying to look for accommodation and even things to do and places to eat. But if you're going to be doing some longer term travel, don't make plans. Particularly if you travel alone, like
0: I do. That's really good advice for sure. Well, Toby, I really appreciate you being on the show. You've shared us so much about Lafayette. Really excited about coming there and visit. You and I met at TBEX, uh last year. That was really fun and. I- know all about your, your Airbnbs and we're going to have links to those in the show notes, but can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and how they can reach you?
1: Um, yeah. So the best way to reach me, I have a travel blog. It's called Cajun traveler. Uh, it's CajunTraveler.net. There are links there directly to send the email to Toby at dot is my email address. Cajun traveler on Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook page. Instagram, you can ma- direct message me on uh, Toby Cajun Traveller, Instagram. The one I use the least is is Twitter, but I do have a, a Cajun traveller Twitter account as well. but yeah, the best way is probably just to email me directly at toby at CajunTraveler.net.
0: dot right net well hopefully a lot of the, the listeners are going to be reaching out to you to find out more about Lafayette and get some more suggestions on where to listen to music and and what your some of your favorite places are for Gumbo and, and all the other good food that you have there. so really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, we look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: All right, thanks a bunch. You really
0: enjoyed it. Big thanks to Toby for coming out to the show and sharing his tips for Lafayette, Louisiana. Show him some love by following him on Instagram and checking out his photos at Toby Cajun Traveler. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to show your favorite things about Lafayette, Louisiana. All the links we talked about today can be found at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Lafayette. We want to say thank you to Award Wallet for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. It's my favorite way to track my airline miles, hotel points, and all the other loyalty programs I belong to. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account today. For questions about an upcoming vacation, visit the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook for the best tips from travelers like you and me. Join us next time as we head to Cutler Bay, Florida with Lorena Tomasini of the podcast 12-Minute Talks. Lorena and I talk about the gardens at the Charles Deering Estate, picking strawberries at Burr's Farm, and exploring Biscayne National Park. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe; that way, you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.